What's up, Internet? It's Andy Bishop here on Geektainment Weekly here on NewRadioMedia.com. And it is Friday. If you didn't know that, then you need a calendar or a phone that tells you what day it is. I usually think it's Tuesday. Well, that's because it's Taco Tuesday. Well, we didn't do it this Wednesday. Shut up. Anyways, I am here joined as always by the the degenerate degeneration X, Ian yeah. Benzman. What up? Yeah, I uh, found this again. That's the Brakes Boys. I refound it. Yeah, and, that's the uh, Brakes little man. Now, now I'm wearing it. Break it down. Yeah, DX. I haven't watched wrestling in And years. doing the suck it symbols, uh, the hand motions, and not, never stopping, never giving up. Is oh, Corey you didn't Studi- know? You uh, better call somebody. That's actually wrong, but. No, that's Road Dog. No. That's right. That's Road Dog. Yes, better James. call somebody. Well, we can't we swear on it. Yeah. We can't geez. fucking swear. Yeah. WWE is a family show now. No, Come on. Not. It is. No, it's not. No more girls in bikinis. And... Bikinis? Bikinis? <laughs> bikinis are the new types of bikinis. Who Can't knew? say that on WWE. Paris, or... France. Who France. Um, all right. So what's going on, Ian? Well, so I actually already talked to you about this a little bit, but um, with the, with Sam Jackson coming out and, and basically just like done trying to cover up the fact that he slipped something out about Captain Marvel time mm-hmm. traveling, mm-hmm. it has me thinking. It mm-hmm. has me thinking about a theory for Endgame. And right. I already told you about that. I kind of told you about this, too, mm-hmm. actually. That Iron Man's going to get into real estate. That's what's going to happen. He's probably already into Look real at estate. space. There's just so um, much of it. There's so, so much space. I can so sell all if this. if Captain Marvel can time travel, that means that they really don't probably need to go into the quantum realm to time travel. So why do they need to go into the quantum realm? My theory is this. We've seen the photos that they go back to Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. So we've seen photos of Tony running around a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility in S.H.I.E.L.D. gear with Loki all locked up like he is before the last scene in Avengers, where him and Thor go back to Asgard. My theory is that the reason they have to go into the quantum realm is to make a fake Tesseract so that they can go back to Avengers 1 and replace it with the original. So that way Thor and Loki can still make it back to Asgard, Mm -hmm. but... By taking the real one, it affects literally nothing else in the wait timeline. A minute, wait it's a minute, wait a minute. It's the old switcheroo. Until, until Thanos goes to snap, and in which case he can't snap right. because <clears throat> it's not the real Tesseract. They didn't need the Tesseract to go back to Asgard. Yes, they did. That one, yeah. At remember, the end of yeah, Avengers 1. Remember, up. they needed the Tesseract, and they put it in the thing, and then they turned the handles, and they float, go back up. Yeah. Remember, the, the rainbow bridge is broken after yeah. Thor 1? Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then the Rainbow Bridge. Hold on, how does so Thor? It's the Rainbow Bridge. Thor won the first Thor. They break, but no, they rebuild the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, after the first Thor. No, but after the second Thor, I think. After Dark World, uh, no, it was like in between because I yeah, think, yeah, but, because but, he was but, going back. But remember, and, the, the bridge did break. Mm-hmm. So I think that this way they go back and I they just, can they can I, take the tesseract so it's not part of the snap I get but the, by using the quantum realm they use that energy and the technology to create a fake tesseract that can still transport them back yep. without changing anything because once the the tesseract's kind of left alone i mean yeah loki has it but for the most part 
if they can create like a replica that like creates the same sort of energy or the whatever. Because sp- that's the space stone. Yeah. So and that allows it, Thanos it, to travel. Right. right. And it wouldn't. And Ian was like, it wouldn't change. It wouldn't anything change in any of the timeline thing until it, Thanos it, goes it to wouldn't. snap. But the huh. question is, and that's just a theory. Obviously, there's way more theories, and you know, there's still the whole cap as a scroll thing, or someone's a scroll thing. Um, and who is the bigger threat? I still mm-hmm. don't know. But I think that is a very valid theory. And then Jesus comes down. No, no, and no. Says, that's, that's, "What's up? What's that's up, guys? The next one. What's up? I'm an Avenger now." Um, so that I just had to get that out of the way real quick. Jesus, just, the Avenger. That's that's. Mm. Well, well, I'll blog about it or something. People can read it. He would look it's good, a good in an Avenger suit. He would. It's a good theory. Thank I you. think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, and it's it, you're like you, you're absolutely right. It wouldn't change a dang thing until. The snap, so because yeah. even if that's valid. not how they do that, I think that is why they're going back to the, that moment. They're right. trying to get the tesseract and switch it. They well, have here, to be able to switch because okay. if they take it away, mm-hmm. it changes so much so, in the timeline. So they have to find the exact moment in which they can take something without it affecting a single thing. So would only Tony and Captain, whoever else is time traveling, would know? know? Yes. So Scott, Loki would still Scott's present there. it to he Thanos. Would, exactly. It literally would be all exactly the same. Right. Until he goes to snap. Hmm. Scott's there Always though, too. Always back to the Tesseract. Exactly. Scott's, Scott's, you know, been we've we've seen the the filming. Um, yep, he's with them. What too. about Bruce? I don't know because I mean, he was there. Well, so there's in, all in... of the photos. All the photos show the all of the Avengers in those like quantum realm suits. No, no, no. I'm talking about because uh, we see Tony. Oh no, I don't think any of their younger selves know. I think it's the older versions who go back in but time. Who actually goes back? Because like we see Cap, like young looking Cap. Yeah. Um, kind of. Well, Cap in the original. Yeah. Cap I mean, suit. I don't know. I really don't know. You don't. know. I guess we'll find out. We don't know. Um, it's coming up. It's not too far away. Which is crazy. To I think know, about. right? And still know nothing. Anyway, speaking well, of but but things, the Captain Marvel's coming up. Soon. That's true. Yeah. It's less than it's like a month away. That's less be, than a month away. Yeah, it's going to take a big chunk I'm out of so our question. Or give I, us or, more questions. Or it's not going to show us anything because, like, the rumor right now is that that, well, not even rumor. Sam Jackson says that that beeper can go through time. So, like, he's paging her back in the nineties. So wild. And if she, if he's paging her back in the '90s, then she comes to the time now. It explains why she wasn't around for two decades, three decades. I wonder what the phone bill would be for that. <laughs> um, you know, he, he's, he's got a, uh, a real good deal with Sprint. <laughs> so anyway, before we get into more geek stuff, I had to bring this up. There's two, three things, and the third thing actually leads into the next geek thing. But this first thing, um, after another human foot washes ashore in Canada, officials what? ask yeah. for help. Yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, okay. human feet have been eerily washing up on shorelines across Canada's westernmost province for over a decade. Yeah, here's another Canada. one. The so there's there's, the there's a killer out there, and this killer is uh, chopping people's feet off. It's and, super and, Dexter, man. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, the British Columbia uh, Coroner's Service ap- appealed to the public for help in, ad- in identifying the latest foot. Which was discovered inside a light gray Nike sneaker on a rocky beach in West Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. What? What? What about? Okay. What if Canada just you know thinks, oh, there's a murderer, but well, realistically, no. it's just a group of people going down the same rocky road, and all their feet just break off. Well, so here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing: is they did DNA tests of all of the feet. Mm-hmm. None of the DNA of any of the feet match any people on their missing persons list. 
Well, hey, uh, we got all these uh, feet, eh, washing up on the, the shore of hey, Manitoba. You know, <laughs> uh, you know we, 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 bet, we bet our toques that we don't know what's going on. A bunch oh of hockey God. hosers. Oh, my are, God. If you go down, hockey hosers if you go are down, down there, there and uh, throwing their feet off. And you know what it is? It's probably they're, they're playing with ice skates, eh? We got and six Nikes and we got uh, a couple of Adidas over here. But my question what the is, hell is, was is that? that? What's up, what's up with, like, is there just people hobbling around with missing one foot? Yeah. Or is this like a we we distri- we distribute the body all over the place, but the feet just happen to like? There's a map. Canadians are so nice. There, there's a map of where these these 15 feet have like. How old are the shoes? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, no. Seriously, like think about Detective it. Detective like, Andy. Over no, like you, 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 um, you, Juan, our buddy Juan, it, would it, uh, pose this question because then you would know like this shoe came out in this era. So that could yeah, give a clue. Yeah. Have you ever heard of retro? Have you ever heard of the throwbacks? Well, have yes. you ever heard of like It's it's a it's it's something where to start. That's not where to start. I would start uh, with like, you know, the tides okay, so, and like so this what's is where, how where it's coming this is from. Where it gets so really you're weird. hold on. There's you're telling chart. me that you're not going to go and go, "Oh, this shoe is is, is not very well, worn." Well, no, but here's your thing. Here's the thing, Andy. This this little chart underneath that has where, like where all of the feet have landed and like where it has linked their DNA to like some uh, linked to a male that went missing in 2006, linked to a male that went missing in 2004. This one dates all the way back to 1985. But there's no. It was found in November that, that, 2011. But if but it, no it, it people. dates back to it's, a missing case the all the way I, in 1985. I know, but it could give you it could give you a time frame. I it's, would look it, at the decay of the foot, not the sneaker. Well, that, that's another. They can look at both, idiot. <laughs> Why would you look at the shoe? There's no point. Elementary, in my dear Why? Watson. Hold on, hold on. Why wouldn't you? you why look, wouldn't you look at every piece of evidence? This guy was five feet tall. This is why Corey's not a detective. To, no, 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 no. Corey, no. there's bigger. There's a bigger. You're spending too much time on on something that's not going to lead you to what. So, so when they analyze tire tracks at crime scenes and stuff, that's too much time. You're asking two different things: tire tracks, which lead you to a killer, versus shoes, which are on decapitated feet. Which also might lead to a well, not a killer, I guess. To, no, to a, no, it would lead you to nothing. Corey, absolutely it, nothing. It might point you, would you make to a the horrible time. Detective. No, yes, no, no, you no. would. No, it well, might point you to the time frame of when the person went missing Internet, or died. Get on Twitter. Get on our. Get on. Get Everybody on the comments. Back figure there, it out. No, and over here no. are agreeing with me. No, because you're, you're you have throwbacks. You have retros. You have people who have shoes well, that not, just out of everything. So you're. Did, I'm deducing everything. I'm deducing everything in terms of. What, let me say one more thing. Yes, that's true, but this is something that could be a clue. You look at all of the clues. It's not, not even a big clue. Andy what has would a be the clue. big clue? It's, what would what would you deduce from the, the, the time, time era? When because if you can't, what if, did I do? Okay, listen. If if you can't figure out the DNA doesn't match, okay, how do we figure it the out? DNA the DNA doesn't match up. the people who Shut are not on the missing. Turn no, no, no. Let, no, no, okay, can I diffuse this tension no, real quickly? No, no. I want to finish my <laughs> statement. Then you can. You're not making any sense. Shut up. If you can't deduce from the DNA, you have no other things to go off of. Why wouldn't you look at the time frame of when the shoe came out? 
What would that show, Andy? The time frame of when the body happened. Okay. What, what body okay, happened? Okay, okay. What no, body? First of all, it was well, a there's foot. a body. Obviously, there's the a foot. Yeah, yes. idiot. Absolutely. He's God. right. There's totally. I hope there's a body attached to the foot. That'd be really at weird. one point there was but a body. Okay. No missing let me defuse, people. Let me defuse this. Let's go from an well, argument. Okay, so you're saying to, that that people don't just die, like people that don't talk to anybody, like some person, old person dies that has no connection to anybody, and of course it wouldn't go reported. Think about it. Okay. No. Okay. Okay, guys. I'm ending this right now. We're gonna move on from an argument to a little bit of love. A little bit of love. Andy's wrong. There is uh-uh. a Tinder-inspired app for helping farmers match up poten- potential partners for their cattle. It's called Tutter. It's a mix of it's Tinder and Utter. It lets farmers swipe right on cattle they like to look at. Wait, wait, wait. To keep alive? No, to match them up. To breed, yeah, so to they breed. can breed more cattle. Yeah. It's like stud. Yeah, it looks system, like if they're looking like for a male horses. or a female, the farmer swipes right or left. It's like Tinder for cows. So what? That is there uh, actual science behind this of like that cows actually have to be paired with a specific? No, it's probably just it's just I don't know. It, I'm not a farmer. I don't know. It <laughs> sell my livestock fun. has listed over fifty million dollars or sixty four million dollars in livestock feed and bud or bedding to sell in the last year. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, you should download the app. It's Tutter. I, I'm not a farmer or so a what? Cow. Sign up. Let's see if we, someone someone's download this app. We the, should totally try and download but, this app. Right okay. Now. So with with matching up cows, you're producing more cows by matching cows with other cows. That is how mating works, Corey. So okay, hold on one second. I wanna I wanna. I want to bring Kelsey in on this. Kelsey, can you tell us what you just said? I said the cows want a date. Did it's you like get people are swiping on Tinder, right, Corey? Can that's, you hear me? That's yep. I okay, can hear you. Except the farmers are swiping for the cows. Yeah, they don't have thumbs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They can't okay. use the otters. That. Um, <laughs> they don't have thumbs. That. Uh, <laughs> it's 2018. They don't have to talk yet. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. It's twenty nineteen, and they can't talk yet. What year are cows supposed to start <laughs> yep, talking? Wait Kelsey? a minute. Nope, she's making absolute sense now. Next subject. Hold on. Right. And the shoes don't make sense? No, we're right. not going back to the shoes. Okay. No more shoes. No, the shoes forward. don't make any goddamn we're, sense, we're Andy. The shoes, shoes don't make any goddamn sense. Hey, they don't introduce to Last anything. Thing, Kelsey, do, do the shoes make sense? No, the shoes I'm don't make sense. No, you. that's bullshit. No, fit? you thought that cows are going to talk someday, Kelsey. Cows are going to talk someday. Oh my God! You guys are anyway. So you guys are ridiculous. So anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Kentucky fisherman catches massive goldfish with biscuit. All right. Yeah. We're no, just really no, holding no, on to no, anything we can no, grab no, no, out there. No, no, it was really funny. So I, I showed this. I showed this to Whitney last night, and she like was totally not impressed. Didn't want to pay attention. I'm like, no, you need to see this goldfish. And I showed her the goldfish. She's like, okay. That's a giant goldfish. How big? Like, how that's big? not exactly what happened, but that's the general gist of what happened. How last big night. is this goldfish? Holy shit, dude! It's it's bigger than my cat. My cat's the Garfield size. That's true. You do have a fat cat. Yeah, he's a totally a fat cat. No, this is totally what she didn't think it was real. I'm like, no, this is totally real. Like, this is a real thing. Uh, it's a 20 pound goldfish. He caught it with a biscuit. Well, okay. And a hook, right? So, qu- first question. <laughs> Not just the biscuit. Why did he put the biscuit on the hook? Did he run out of bait? He wanted did to he... see what it says in the article. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know Andy, how to read. read the article. Um, yeah. Good deducing no, was, over there, Andy, just hoping the for detective. A bit of luck who knows he... everything? Hello. I'm back. 
Hi. We need to go to we need to go to rage room tonight because now I'm ready to rage. Yeah. Go on. Anyway, um, you're tripping, man. Yeah. No, he just thought he just thought he just said was nice hair. Hoping for a bit of oh wait damn. Damn. Go on. Shade has been thrown. Go on. Um, no, he was just. And he wants to pull some strings today. Let's go on. Well, so I wanted to talk about this guy <laughs> catching a giant goldfish with a biscuit because the next thing I want to talk but about. But did he is, use is, a hook, though? Yeah. Well, of course he used a hook. Yeah, no, so the next thing I want to talk about, the reason I brought that up last is because there's a bunch of Aquaman news. Okay. So That makes sense. So, you know, Kentucky guy catching giant goldfish with biscuit leads me to um, there's an Aquaman spinoff movie, um, apparently in development, about the trench. But it's going to be like a low-budget sci-fi f- or horror film. Hmm. And then, and then after that, Jason Momoa apparently was leaving the DC offices and like tweeted or Instagrammed or something, Snapchatted, said there's something huge coming for DC. So the new rumor, the new theory, is that they're going to do a small... I can't believe this is something that's even being considered. It's DC. A small Aquaman-connected universe. Look, DC is just throwing stuff at the walls and seeing what sticks. Like, hey, Aquaman stuck for yeah, some reason. Well, the movie where a man can talk to a fish. Their pasta is just not fully cooked. It's not al dente. It's not al dente. <laughs> it's not al dente. Not at all. It, well, it's just like you couldn't make the Justice League work, but Aquaman was a big hit, so now we're just going to make a bunch of connected movies to Aquaman? What? If you told me we would be having this conversation 10 years ago, I would have laughed at you. Okay, so remember when Aquaman and we brought in, like after I saw Aquaman, and it was like, okay, I have to admit, Aquaman it wasn't, was, bad. wasn't bad. Yeah. But then I said, I really hope that they're not going to start playing off of this. You like did they say that. Ma- and now they're just going to start connecting Aquaman to right. everybody. Well, they 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 they've run out of ideas, and they're they're like something actually worked, and they're all just like, oh my god, it worked, it worked. Okay, no, okay, see, what I do think we do? the issue is they have so many ideas, they're not sure which one will work because most of their ideas so far have not. Right, that's a good point. Um, but you know, DC is kind of prone to weird stuff, mm-hmm. even when like it's. I, I mean. Like I told you about it when it came out, it was the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover comic, mm-hmm. and it was great. They actually just announced a third one because they've done the second one. Mm-hmm. But the best part is that the other day they announced they're doing an animated, animated movie, movie. And it's Batman meets Ninja Fucking Turtles. Well, they, yeah, that's that's this goal. And that wasn't wasn't the image they showed Batman wearing the gray and blue. Yes. Yep. Yep. Batman wearing and and Robin's there and uh, Batgirl's there. I think it's Damien and 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 Alfred's there and he gives him a bowl of turtle soup with. I mean, Batman included. does love his lobster thermidor. That's true. I wonder how the turtles would feel about that. Ooh, uh, do they have like a? Sweaty. Is there like a teenage mutant ninja lobster? What kind of toppings? Friends with what? What kind of toppings do the turtles normally get on their pizza? Uh, they think use everything. no, no. So yeah, here's the thing. You're right, sort of. In the cartoon, they would always order pizza, and they would say, everything on it, hold the anchovies. And then the pizza would come, and they'd open the box and go, oh, man, there's anchovies. But then you see the pizza, and it's just freaking pepperoni pizza. (laughs) But it looked so good. It always did. That pizza always looked so good. Do we really want to consider anchovies at Actual topping, dude. For anchovies a pizza. used to be in all of the sauce and oh, pizza God. for like. Always just leads right back to Aquaman. Well, I mean, it would make sense for the turtles to want anchovies <laughs> though, because they're yeah, they're turtles. turtles. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, I don't know. There's we want to eat cows now. DC's but done some also pretty teenagers too, so mm. they're very picky. Ba- Batman's been a part it's of true. some really awesome crossovers though. Like there was the Elmer Fudd Elmer Batman Fudd, comic, yeah. which was way better than it had any right being. It was so good. Um, but I mean, that's like a thing from comics. I mean, I found a list. Actually, it's the ten most like unlikely crossovers. Mm-hmm. The next one was Archie and Predator. Which I remember when that happened huh? a couple years ago. Yeah, Archie, <laughs> Archie and Predator. <laughs> yeah, huh? I have it. If you want to read it, I, I have the I, issues. I kind of do. Um, no, this one's even better though. Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. Huh? Yep, that was a thing too. That was Dark Horse. Did, Who did, won? Did, did he use his I've golf never read swing? It. Oh. Did he just start <laughs> golf swing? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one's not so crazy. It was Spider Man. It was the Miles first crossover with Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Um, from the two universes, and then um, there's some uh, Star Trek and X Men. That was a thing. Um, Star Trek and X. Star Trek has done some interesting ones. Star Trek also did a Doctor Who crossover. Yes, yeah. That um, that makes a little bit more, more sense. sense than... <laughs> but you know, the X Men have eventually ventured out in space uh, a few times. Jimmy so. Olsen. Oh, yeah, true. Jimmy Olsen and Don Rickles. Why? I don't know. Why not? Um, I don't know. Let me get your picture, Mr. Rickles. Let's Sonic, go on an adventure, Mr. Olsen. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog and um, oh, what company was it? It was the company that Savage. It was Image, I guess. Savage Dragon, um, Spawn, all those Sonic characters. and Spawn? Yep. Yeah, Shadowhawk, the Max, all those guys. Um, oh, this was a good one. I remember when this happened. Um, Tails was, uh, and Enron. Pun- Punisher and Eminem. That makes sense, sort of. Um, there, I guess there's Punisher the, and Eminem, the candy, and an Eminem, no. Eminem, the rapper, the rapper. Oh. No, not the Eminems. That I would read. <laughs> Holy shit! We need to get in touch with Marvel right now, you guys. You know you did the Eminem Punisher crossover. How about the Eminems and Punisher crossover? I don't know, Red. Sh- oh my Shut god! Shut up, Red. <laughs> Take a bite out of chocolate. I'd, I'd read, yeah, I'd read that. Instead of crime? Why yeah. do they have Scruff McGruff in more comics? Because he's, he's only in own... Chicago, Illinois, yeah. 60652. That's true, yeah. but you know what? He could expand his brand. That's true. Outside of Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. You would have to cross Scruff along with Smokey the Bear. Scruff McGruff to... and Batman could team together. Oh my God, we're just okay. To we save... need to make our own list. Yeah, and not potential say crossovers this out in public. Yeah, people are going to steal. Six months later, we're going to see a comic we Batman can, meets can, Scruff McGruff. No, we have it. It's uh, mm-hmm. dies technically. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And then they could figure out whose shoes those were. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is pure gold. <laughs> Anyway, pure so the next, the Avengers that, yeah, the and David Letterman. Oh, good. Yes. Avengers and David Letterman. <laughs> um, Spice. <laughs> yes. Spider-Man. Great. Awesome. This is fantastic. What Avengers about, and David uh, Letterman. Hey, what about Scott, Spider-Man a lot and of Obama? Well, there's, I have that, actually. Um, Spider-Man and Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali, which is, of course, very famous. Yep. Um, Spider-Man and Saturday Night Live. Uh. Like the original SNL cast. Um, the JLA and Avengers, obviously, that's done. That's happened a few times. Archie meets the Punisher. How did that one go? <laughs> Bad. Um, <laughs> Archie died. <laughs> uh, okay then. Yeah. So that's a bunch of really unlikely crossovers. Comic is full. Of, comics are full of them. He's trying to make peanut butter and steak sandwiches over here. Mmm, delicious. Was, what was that one joke? What's the difference between? No, I'm not even getting it. It's really dirty. Um. Yeah, so um, the Black Widow movie, 
the working title has supposed. Oh, uh, sorry, I skipped something. Is Chris Evans playing Captain America again, or isn't he? We keep bringing this topic up, and it's like. Mm. Well, it keeps tying into that my scroll theory because he tweeted saying he was done, and the Russo said he wasn't, and then and someone asked him, something. Someone asked, and there's rumors about him directing, directing. something. Then someone asked him what he meant. He's like, I didn't. I'm not going to confirm or deny anything. Um, like he's having fun with this. Yeah, you know he is. I, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really, 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 really wouldn't be shocked if what I think happens is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think eventually Bucky will take over. But, like, while Chris Evans is gone, and I really do think Chris Evans will come back. I want to see a big old wrestling match between Bucky and Falcon. Yeah. I want to be the cap. No, I want to be the cap. No, I, I want to be the no, cap. No, I don't want to be cap. No, you be I cap. Have a feeling, no, you be cap. I have a feeling Falcon is just not going to make a strong return if he returns. He'll return. I think everyone... Ugh. Free the snap who died like Gamora will be gone. Yep, but she's I think, she, she's dead. But I think Super because I think dead. that's that's too much of a. Well, what about really Loki good, though? Well, she no, died. Loki's dead. She died because not because so the, of the snap. So so the no, Loki, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. the Loki TV show you're saying is going to be a prequel. It, yes, or they'll have him do like. Oh, it'll have to be a pre. Absolutely, be a prequel without question. He's dead. I think Loki's Loki comedy actually hour. dead. I mean, I know a lot of Welcome. people. A lot of people have that theory about how, like, when Tricksters, he uses his left hand, it's always an illusion. But like, maybe he's I think he's really. I think it, it, he's really dead this time. I think. But it makes more. He's ambidextrous, isn't he? Because he uses no, two but, daggers, but, but no, so yeah, it's like that's true. But here's the thing: is that every time he has died, it's been an illusion, and he's used his left hand. So that's why a lot of people think. That this time it was an illusion as well. He's a mirror. But I think that's too big of a, like, you know, Thor, you know what I mean? It's like Thor has literally nothing else to lose. Except his other eye, I guess. Uh, no, he's just got another robot eye. Yeah, out of, out of Rackett's butt. Um, but yeah, so there's that. That then, is where um, it was smuggled. The, um, there's a working <laughs> title for Black Widow, so this thing is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're shooting it in June, supposedly. It's called uh, the working title's Blue Bayou, or not the working title, the production title. Oh, oh right, because yeah, they always have such production titles. If you don't know, always have such funny names that are just like kind of code names for you know the production itself, so they can talk about it. And if somebody accidentally overhears it, it'll be like, oh, well, I don't Blue Bio. Bayou. Bayou. Bayou, whatever. I don't, I don't want to see that. Um, yeah, so, you know. Jesus Ooh, Christ, God. what the hell is going on in here? Stop with the yawns. Yawns. Everywhere. Um, so kind of cool. You can't make me yawn. Kind of nope, cool not for, gonna us, have for, us, uh, for us 90s kids. Um, all that's coming back. Oh, yeah. That. And are you afraid of the dark? I'm not. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play. On Nickelodeon, both of those are coming back in. Yeah, I know, but like, and so mm. is another Nickelodeon show. But we'll talk about that another time. That fire is still going. <laughs> like, right, the fires, <laughs> the whole fires. Smokey's just there. That's what I was talking about, kids. Only and that's, you can prevent and that's this. How, that's how the L.A. the California fire started recently. <laughs> it wasn't because they didn't break <laughs> the forest floor. No. Those kids and, playing and then, with that um, magic dust throwing into the fire. Supposedly, or not supposedly, there's also going to be a spinoff of SpongeBob. A what? Yeah, SpongeBob spinoff. What? I, I have no idea. Wait, what? What well, it's going to be you about? Spin from. Uh, I don't know. I give I up. Have no idea. I give up. I give up. And I give up. Also, they're bringing back. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? But it'll be hosted by John Cena. What's up, John Cena? 
you can't see me. Here's the question. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Wow, that's funny because the the Rock can get, like, all these other big, like, you know, muscle, like, I'm powerful shows, like, test your endurance. Yeah, yeah. the Titans and everything. And John Cena has to go play with, like. Uh, Is it Mount Rushmore? You're wrong! Boom! Boom! Poor John Cena. Look at my shorts. Mm. Um, he's wearing. He's not wearing a shirt, but he's got a tie on. Yep. Then with his muscles. With his muscles. Weird. Yeah. So what's next? <laughs> okay, we're just holding on to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys are ridiculous today. Well, you know what? It's a Friday. Um. Well, actually. In about two minutes, we're going to be getting a call from friend of the show, Ash. Catch him? No, Paulson. Oh. <laughs> to discuss um, to discuss the recent uh, Nintendo Direct that just happened. Which I actually did a lot of reading on last night yeah. and not knowing that he was going to call in, but because I'm just a Nintendo head. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, yep. Oh, but, Thank um, you. But... Um, do we want to play that anthem? Let's play yeah, the let's anthem play the thing. Anthem it's the live action Neil Blomkamp action short. And then while that's playing, Ash will call in in about two minutes, I'm sure. And then after the trailer, really? Really? we will uh, we'll chat with Ash on some Nintendo stuff. All right. So let's take a look at that anthem trailer. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Slaves of the Urga. And eventually, after much strife, we broke free. And so we made our walls high and our convictions strong. No one can survive out there on their own. We found her last night. In the jungle. They said she must have been out there for years. It's not possible. I always knew this day would come. A new beginning. You won't get your son back. You have my word. And yet, new enemies would be forged. A line would be crossed. Things would never return to the way before. Look 
visions, Curly. Your history. Your future. A life unlived. You backstabbing rat! You sold us out! I never should have trusted you! swims through your mind. It knows you. It knows us all. You know, I don't care what anybody says. I'm excited by this video game. I, you know, it's I, I've wanted I've wanted a game that replicates the experience of being Iron Man, flying around in a, mm -hmm. in a suit, real world experience. In, in, and I want Corey to roaming. be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but I'm not getting what I wanted. Well, yeah. you could, yeah. If you Are buy you me Ruth the if, if you buy RBG. the robe. RBG. Anyway, anyway. Buy me the robe. Buy me the, the wig. Buy your own robe. I'll buy you the wig. You want me to be this, so why you have to spend some money? Andy will pay for the plastic surgery. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That that is that is the thing. That is the thing that we just watched. And you know, like a lot of people have a problem with EA, but I not, not of late. Yeah. Um the, their their free game that just came out. Uh, was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Apex. I'm playing that right now. Well, you know what? Let's let's get a real professional's opinion because we have Ash Paulson on the line. Ash, are you there? I am here. Hey, <gasps> I did it right. I got him on the phone. <laughs> nice. I'm here. So, Ash, how are you today? I'm doing just great. How are you today? Oh man, I'm just so good. And uh, what, what are you? What I are love Andy's radio. What, voice. Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? You guys leave me alone. Talk right? to I'm Ash. Trying... Just, like talk to Ash like so he's normal. I, I, you know, I know you're more of a Nintendo guy, but what are your opinions on Anthem? Because a lot of people are like, ah, like they, there's been some stuff that came out where uh, in the in the. Uh, the demo version um, that the AI is kind of janky and stuff like that. And I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about that. Well, you know, I'm of two minds of that, on that because personally, I'm not like, a, I'm not super excited about Anthem. I'm not running out to buy it or review it or anything. I'm not a big shooter guy. Mm -hmm. That said, I was really impressed uh, like everyone else at the initial reveal trailer. And as these things tend to go, you know, the, the actual game that you get a couple of years later you know, the visuals are, aren't quite as good as what you see in that initial trailer because everything is so perfectly prepared to, you know, to give off the best visual splendor possible. And that also extends to things like the AI. And so it is disappointing. Uh, I, I've, I've been reading some of the complaints. I agree it's disappointing. But on the other end of that, I guess maybe this is my age showing, but I'm so impressed by just the sheer technology and, and, and the, it goes into games these days that... I'm not exactly all that upset if this incredibly 
beautiful, you know, complicated game that I'm playing, maybe the AI isn't quite as good as what was promised. I mean, it's disappointing for sure, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a huge deal, you know? Yeah, and I, you know, this game has been touted around for a while, and the open worldness of it is is the thing that draws me. And I'm a huge open world uh, kind of guy. When I play my games, you know, I'm I'm sucked okay. back into Horizon Zero Dawn recently, oh, so it's so beautiful. There That's... was there was one point in which I was playing Spider Man where I literally was just swinging around the city. Yeah, it's just fun. Oh, that's great. It's just fun to travel around. But I uh, I didn't know you were calling in today, and <laughs> yeah. so I accidentally <laughs> prepped. I didn't do it on purpose, but I was I was doing a lot of research on the Nintendo Direct stuff. Um, okay. What are, What are your initial thoughts of uh, the uh, all the announcements that we've gotten? You know, I think it was a uh, a really strong Nintendo Direct. It uh, you know it wasn't maybe the best one ever, but I think it was absolutely among the better ones. And I mean, look, you the the way it opened and ended, you can't beat that. I mean, you you opened with Super Mario Maker two for mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, which uh, you know it 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 looks way more than just like a small step up. They're earning that too. So many new features. You have slopes now, which, of course, that's what they opened with because that's the one thing people wanted in the first one was the ability to make slopes. Um, you've got a whole new world style in Super Mario 3D World with a cap suit, so that's a big deal, and it's coming June. So we haven't even you know, known about this game's development until now, and it's coming in you know, a matter of months. And then you fast-forward to the end, and you, I mean, you conclude with a remake of one of the very best Zelda games of all time. I would agree with you. Game Boy. I would agree. Oh, man. Thank, yeah, thank you. This this game is such a, it's such a special part of my childhood. I played this probably when I was eight or nine growing up, and it's such a special game. And the remake, the art style is completely on point. It just it looks like exactly what I want out of a remake of Link's Awakening. And we didn't even know we were getting it, and I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I mean that that I, I remember playing that game like so many times before school. Like I'd have like thirty minutes while I was waiting for school to start, and I had my little Game Boy, and I was just playing your it. Little like, Game crazy. Boy? You mean your giant brick thing? Well, yes, <laughs> my giant brick Game Boy. But I I got the game when I had my Game Boy Pocket, so I got the game nice. after it had been out for a long gotcha. time. Um, and I just remember going like, this is one of the greatest video games I've ever played. Like, and that was my introduction into the world of Zelda. Oh, that's cool. Um, my, oh, my, mine was was uh, freaking Ocarina of Time. That was the first time I had ever, wow, ever played really? Zelda. Yeah, wow. And I still remember when I when I got that game. The first like I went to GameStop and and the, my first time exploring Kokiri Forest, and I was just you know because my first Zelda game was you mean you mean Legend Funko Zelda Land? And, yeah, or Funko Land. Yeah, or KB <laughs> Toys. Ooh, KB throwback. Right. Yeah, but uh, no, it's just, you know. A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening represent two of my favorite games of all time, and it's kind of funny when you look back at it, look back in context. Link's Awakening was almost kind of the proto Majora's Mask for the series, and that it mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, wasn't a Triforce story. There's no Ganondorf. There's not even really any Zelda. Um, you've got this kind of offbeat story that's kind of a side story that takes place in a dream world. It's actually pretty dark and kind of melancholy. And you, you know, you fast forward to the days of Majora's Mask, and you kind of get that same thing. And I think a lot of people love Majora's Mask for the same thing a lot of us older folks loved Link's Awakening back in the day. Yeah, and it's it's just tremendous that they've taken this intellectual property and kept it going for so long now with, you know, the immense success of Breath of the Wild, um, which I still find myself going, eh, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild tonight, you know, even though I've nice. beaten it a long time ago. Um, now, 
One thing I was really psyched out about is I'm a huge fan of giant robots. And it's true. Okay. he loves giant I robots. I love Gundams mm-hmm. so hardcore. Like nice. anything Gundam, like I'm even like create I'm painting models and stuff like at home at my free time. And uh, uh-huh. when I saw that uh, they put a, a, a demo out for Damon X Ma- Machina, I was just like, a giant mech game. And I downloaded it immediately, and I got to play the first level last night. And I, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I it didn't, I mean, it didn't give us any, like, sense of, like, how in-depth the story was or anything, at least as far as I got. But, you know, it, it felt like a decent, controllable game. I don't know if you got your chance to get your hands on that. I have not, and I've actually heard really, really mixed things. So it's interesting to me that you say that you you thought it was pretty good because I've heard some reactions on Twitter and even among um, you know us and the and the core game explain team that it was just not the business. Like it was actually quite disappointing. That the visuals were nice for sure, but the movements felt slow and clunky, and that it just wasn't quite what was expected from the initial E3 reveal trailer. That said, I haven't played it myself yet, Mm -hmm. and I do, I may not be quite as hardcore into giant mechs as you are, but I do, you know, appreciate me some giant mechs, and Mm -hmm. I'm always down for a game centered around those, and actually, um, that makes you want to bring up uh, the new, the brand new Platinum Games IP that was revealed during the Direct, which is uh, Astral Chain. Yes. And that seems to have some mech-like elements, too, and that actually impressed me a lot more than anything I've seen of Damon X Machina. That just really, really, really took, uh, piqued my interest. Yeah, that game, it, it looked absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, I, I couldn't quite tell it was this a was this a tech magic thing when they were, like, right. summoning stuff. Like, But either way, it just... And then I saw uh, people that worked on Bayonetta were involved on it. Uh, exactly. And it was just like, okay, because like, I just started playing Bayonetta for the first time. Because it came out for the Switch, and and I always wanted to play it, but it came out for uh, not the Wii, the Wii U, right? Or did it come out for the Wii? It came out for the, well, the Wii U, and then okay. later the Switch. Yeah. So and also, of course, you know the Xbox 360, PS3, all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was you know when I saw that, and it was just like the gameplay kind of looked similar to that. I will say it does look like a much better game uh, mm-hmm. uh, than than Deus, but you know. I will say, Deus didn't have the speed of like a Zone of Enders movement kind of thing. Okay. Um, but I've I've just been craving some kind of giant robot game for so long that I was just like, maybe maybe I was just a little enamored with it. Like, oh, cool! Sure. This this is this is this is for the Switch. Like so many, because you know I didn't think that the Switch was gonna have this many good titles for it coming out. No, there was that right. rumor a couple like a week ago that's like Nintendo's gonna announce a crap ton of new games. Well I guess that wasn't so much of a rumor as it was just a precursor. Yeah. I mean Well you know I mean this is a different story than the Wii U. You know the Wii U didn't have any third party support because it didn't have any market penetration. But Nintendo's back on top, or at least relatively on top with the Switch and you know third parties want in because the Switch is selling like just hand over fist. Yeah, I mean, you're taking taking the 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 best of both worlds because you know Nintendo was the master of the portable console, you know, with the with the Game Boys and right. the DSs and and just you know merging that. Hey, into I really one. liked my N gauge. Well, oh, you man, were the only talking. one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember wanting to buy one, and my parents going, "This doesn't seem like." Dude, a good I cannot idea. tell you how let down I was by the N gauge. <laughs> I didn't even oh, get the phone part. I just yeah. had it to play the game. Because it was like, you could play it on your phone. Oh, look, you can get Tomb Raider. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. My parents were like, this seems like a waste of money. 
I you, wasted my own brains. money on it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's oh, fine. Man. That and the game Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, Ash, Ash, yeah. do you do you see yeah. Nintendo like climbing, like still climbing and continuously like getting better each year? Like ever since the Switch did come out, and you mentioned it, it's it's people were kind of surprised that this console, this handheld console slash console, has done so well. Yeah, I mean, I think Nintendo has done an incredible job building up momentum in the Switch's first two years. And to me, I only see that just continuing to build. I mean, Nintendo has shown that they have figured out their development pipeline such that they are prepared to kind of keep a steady stream of software going in the HD era. Because that's what the problem we saw was with the Wii U. I mean, Mm -hmm. Nintendo even revealed in interviews that one of the reasons that software output, first-party software output, was so slow in the Wii U leading to all those droughts was because they hadn't really figured out their HD development pipeline yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear to me that they have figured that out now because, I mean, if you look at the, the Switch's first year, you got Zelda, Mario, Splatoon. I mean, you've got so many big IPs on a Mario Kart on the Switch in its first year. And then the second year, you follow that up with Smash Brothers. Yeah. And so we're only two years into this thing's life cycle, and we've already got... So many major Nintendo IPs represented, which means we can only get more going forward. Yeah, right, and, and, even, and even outside of Nintendo yeah, stuff. Third party. Like, honestly, I don't remember the last time I've been like excited specifically for a game coming out on the Switch as much as I had, am for Ultimate Alliance Three. Right. Nice. I'm well, so yeah, excited for that. that. Yeah. No. No. Me too. And I mean, not only is the third party support great, but for me personally, the Switch has become this kind of indie dream machine, which it just has such an incredible. Uh, robust selection of indie titles in the eShop, and I personally, my I can't ever get enough 2D platformers. So you know, games yeah. like Mega mm-hmm. Man fans. so games like Celeste and uh, and Mighty Gunvolt Burst, and all these just incredible platformers that are you know they're lower budget, but they're just as fun as anything AAA. Absolutely, so many of these. I mean, that's literally why I rebought my Xbox was specifically because I wanted well, I wanted the 4K Blu-ray player, but I wanted to replay Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh yeah, that game is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not that not not that it's on Switch, but you know, and and right. the fact that Hollow Knight is putting out their uh, it's not it's not a sequel. It's just a, uh, a DLC, right? I think it's a sequel. I thought. Okay, I wasn't sure I when I saw it. It might just be DLC. Okay, it might just be DLC. I may be wrong on that. Now, now, how did you? Are you a Fire Emblem fan at all? Uh, like, I'm a casual Fire Emblem fan, so I've played a, a various titles in the series, but not, like, super hardcore. I'm more of a, a more of a JRPG, like, turn-based and action RPG guy. Mm-hmm. I'm less into the strategy element. I want but Mega Man Battle like Network. Oh, I loved the Battle Network series. That was such the a good game. The was way too high, but it's such a good series. Yeah, I want more. I want another one. I was so bummed when they, like, switched up. Like, we're gonna kind of make the same game, but it's not gonna be the same game. Right. Yeah, it, it took. It's what's sad about Star Force is that it, it had some promise, but it took three games to start getting really good, and by then it was just too little, too late, and the, the sales kind of petered out. Yeah, yeah. When I when I saw that there was new Fire Emblem, I'm like I haven't really given. I don't feel like I've given Fire Emblem an actual chance. And and like every time I tried, it's like I, I download a demo for it. I play it for like you know ten minutes. I'm like I don't know if I can get into this. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this little launch piece on it. And it's just like, look, you're now a you're a teacher at Hogwarts. Essentially, is what I got out of it. Like, I would play that game. You're 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 the uh, it's uh, the I can't remember the, the the subtitle of it, but it's with the three houses. 
Is that Three it? Houses, yeah. yeah. And it's you're essentially like training students to be generals and it was just like uh, this just seems like more of the, like the oh you got to do all these little tasks and things like that which just I hate yeah. I just I I, I hate know, I that kind say, of gameplay. Yeah, no, I hear you. I th- I think they're I think they're taking a risk by going for a very specific kind of fire emblem fan because you saw this kind of thing play out in the Valkyria Chronicles series too where the the first Valkyria Chronicles game was, you know, a really intense intense dark war story. And then you go to, you know, that fans love, and then you go to Valkyria Chronicles 2, and it's kind of a step back. It's a lighthearted military academy story with younger characters, and you see their school lives, and that appeals to a very specific kind of, you know, anime fan. Yeah. Um, but other people are, are, you know, apt to be kind of let down by that focus. And I have to say, what I saw of Three Houses in the Direct, I actually went back and watched the Direct again, because when Game Explained covering one, we're all just scrambling to make sure coverage gets on the channel. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. There, there seems to be a lot of that kind of military school, school you know, a day in the school life type focus in this game. And not only that, but the aesthetics are a little different too. Because uh, I've come to find out that uh, instead of the usual Fire Emblem developer, which is Intelligent Systems, uh, it turns out Three Houses has been developed by Koei Tecmo, or at least co-developed by Koei Tecmo. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, in, in my opinion, that the, the aesthetic and just the overall vibe of Fire Emblem is a little different in this game than it has been in the past. Yeah, I I I I, th- I want to give it a chance. It's just I don't know if that's the fire emblem that I'm going to really just like use as like I'm going to sink my teeth into this IP and see yeah. if I can really well, get attached to it. Cuz the couple of times I've played one of my favorite like franchises and games and it's made by someone who hasn't made the original and never ever never lives up to like like uh, Batman Origins, Arkham Origins yeah. compared to the oh, other yeah. games or um oh what was the other one? Um Halo the, when they did Halo Wars, was that that wasn't Bungie, right? Um, I don't, I don't remember who who developed Halo Wars. I know, of course, what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, whichever for whichever Halo game was the one that was the first one that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, this was in, it was by yeah, Ensemble okay. Studios. That's what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. I was looking it up, Ensemble Studios. Yeah. Yeah, and it just it just didn't uh, it just didn't it just didn't uh, didn't do it for me. I don't know. I mean, granted, it's a yeah. totally different kind of gameplay, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I have to imagine if Bungie had handled it, it would have probably piqued my interest, and I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, personally, on the Fire Emblem front, I don't know if they'll do it. I don't think they will because I don't think it's sold all that well. But personally, I'd really like to see a Switch port of Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valentia because that was kind of a more that Fire Emblem game that was more my speed with kind of more traditional RPG elements woven in. And I don't know if it's sold all that well. That's right. So right now it's relegated to the 3DS. But I would like to see that kind of more, I'd say traditional, and it's not completely traditional, but, you know, more familiar-looking Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Switch. I mean, can we talk about the biggest game, though? Tetris 99. <laughs> <laughs> right? What a cool surprise. <laughs> I love Tetris. I really do. Me too. Yeah, it's it's a nice little little time waster. Uh but what 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 was the biggest thing that you saw coming out of the Nintendo Direct? The thing that got you the most jazzed? I mean, it's got to be the Link's Awakening remake. I mean, there's just that's that's it. I mean, <laughs> I'm so excited about that. It's it's not even funny. Um, of course, Super Mario Maker two as well. Personally, I will say that uh, I was a huge fan of Yoshi's Woolly World back in the Wii U, <laughs> and it was criminally underplayed because it was stuck on the Wii U. And they released the Yoshi's Crafted World demo uh, right after the Direct, and I just grabbed it immediately. And I 
it is utterly delightful. It is such a happy, colorful, creative, just really delightfully fun game, and I am so excited for it. So that might be the next thing after the you know the, the Zelda and Mario. I'm so excited for Crafted World, and I'll also say um, I didn't get a plan. I didn't get, didn't get a chance to play Dragon Quest XI on the PS4 last year, mm-hmm. and now they're bringing Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition this fall to the Switch, and it's got some new content. So. And shockingly, the visual there doesn't seem to be a huge downgrade in visuals from the PS4 version. I mean, there's a difference you can tell, but it's not quite as wide as I thought it might be. So I may just end up playing DQ11 on the Switch later this year. Yeah, and, and again, the, the 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 power of the Switch, the the ability for them to play the hardware, it was just exceeded what I thought it was going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm tremendously happy. Like it's basically every single night, like. I go to bed and I just pull out the switch and I, I I'm playing I'm yeah. I'm playing Diablo three like crazy. I I've nice. i I played the crap out of it on the PC and then it came out for the switch and I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna buy it so I can have it on the go. Yeah. No, but, it it really is amazing just the the wide range of titles, uh, both, you know, new current and back titles. That, that Nintendo's been able to gather onto the Switch. And uh, another one that actually was a really nice surprise to me uh, was that Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice mm-hmm. is coming to the Switch this spring. And that's a Ninja Theory title that uh, won a lot of awards for its focus on mental health awareness and you know raising awareness for mental health issues. And I'm all about that stuff. Uh, any, anything that raises awareness of mental health is a, is a big plus in my book. And the fact that this game, Hellblade, is coming to the, to the Switch... That was a total surprise, and I didn't get to play it on PS4. So I'm definitely my wife and I both actually want to play it uh, through on Switch. Yeah, it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Now again, I was also surprised by that seeing that come out for the the system, and I think it's great that video game developers are using their platform for something positive because a lot of people will be like, oh, video games are violent. You know, yeah. back in the the 90s, yeah. uh, early 2000s, it was. Well, just we have the new violence. thing coming on now, which is the legislature in Oklahoma, I believe, is talking about taxing violent video oh, games. Oh, yeah, I read about that. It's I heard about ridiculous. that. And so now we're all back in the yeah. 90s with Jack Thompson and everything yeah. um, uh, trying to censor our video games. Much? Yeah. Jesus. You know, I'll never forget it. I actually, Jack Thompson called me one day. No. Well, I actually, I spoke to him on the phone. This Wait, was, before yeah, or after he got disbarred? This is, yeah, this is before, I think it was after. This is when he was just still a raving lunatic. Well, oh, God. Was, but, but I I think I said something. I used to write uh, write for a site called gamesarefun.com that's no longer around. It hasn't been for a long time. But I said something about Jack Thompson, and he didn't like it. it like it, He said it was character assassination or something. So the next morning on my way to college, I get this phone call. I don't recognize the number. And it's Jack Thompson threatening me with legal action if I don't delete the comment I made about him. Oh, okay. And it wasn't like, I wasn't just, you know, screaming expletives at him. It was just like, oh, you know, here's why he's just a, a nut. And, yeah. you know, like everyone else knows. And he's like, well, if you don't take down this comment or write something, replace it with something nice, I'm going to sue you for, for character assassination. And I'm like, you are crazy. I just laughed at him because I knew yeah. he couldn't. <laughs> can you can you imagine so, being yeah. in that position where it's like get me the get me the number of Ash Paulson, <laughs> this writer <laughs> on this game. Some random Yeah. <laughs> before Game Explained. So I was I wasn't anybody. Like no one knew my name. You know, I mean back then anybody who knew my knew my name it was mostly because of my dad. So this yeah. was before the G X days and I'm like, can you imagine being so <laughs> just frothing <laughs> at the mouth served by that. In, in SoCal, like what in the world? Oh man, 
That that yeah, is surreal. It. Oh man, that'd be like it's, if Tim Burton called me out for trashing his movies. Speaking of old defunct things, uh, Machinima gone. Oh well. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and now uh, I believe a lot of property uh, that they had was bought up by Rooster Teeth, mm. and so now they're oh. pushing forward. They didn't. They're not doing inside gaming again. So, hmm. but that's like blast in the past stuff that you're talking about there. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ash, sure. th- thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure, just like every other time we talk to you. So thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you for having me, and I am uh, happy to come on and talk games literally anytime, or other cool stuff with you guys anytime. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, folks, we've run out of time here on Geektainment Weekly. On behalf of all of us here at New Radio Media, we will see you next week. Bye.